My name is Valentine Getoho. We continue our meditations on the word in season. And I want to reiterate this scripture because it is the scripture that guides us in the various topics that have come up and have been brought by the listeners. And here it is again, 2 Timothy 3, 16-17 in the New Living Translation. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. The question we are going to address today is the LGBTQ question, which has been raised by the listeners. And I will respond to it through the scriptures. And the questions are as follows. How do I practically love and show Christ to the LGBT community? How do I respond to a family member who I think identifies with the community? How do you evangelize to the LGBT community? And how do you respond to the LGBT issue? Is it spiritual or is it psychological? Let us start with what the Word of God says in Genesis 1.27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. So, the most important thing here is to remember that at the end of the day, God has created each and every one of us. Everyone who has been in this earth, who is on this earth right now and who will ever be on this earth, he is the creator. He is the one who has made each one of us. We must accept that from the very, very beginning so that indeed, even when we are reaching out to these wonderful people who have fallen in this sin, that they may know that they are created by God and they were created well. Secondly, that the creation was basically a man and a woman and not two men alone or two women alone because they were supposed to be fruitful and multiply, which is what has happened in the earth. Psalm 139 from verse 13 also talks about this creation. And this is what it says. I read, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and made me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. So the Lord did not make a mistake in making you a man or making you a woman. He made you in his image. He made us in his image. So whether lesbian, whether gay, whether transgender, whether um, bisexual, whether uh, queer, whether questioning, whether intersex, whether asexual, whether 
I like all these words, all these terms that I used. It's now LGBTQIA+. So what happened? Why has this change happened? It's because sin entered in the world after Adam and Eve sinned and then man could do whatever they wanted. That's where sin entered. But I'd like to read this very clearly um, in, with regard to this whole issue of LGBTQ from Romans chapter 1 verse 20. Romans chapter 1 verse 20. Remember we are starting from the creation. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that men are without excuse. Verse 21. For though they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. Verse 24. Therefore God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual immorality for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. Verse 26. Because of this, God gave them over to the shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed indecent acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their perversion. In Genesis 18.20, we find this scene also repeated and what God said about it. And he called it a grievous scene in Genesis 18.20. This is what happened as we read in Genesis 19 from verse 4. And when this is about Lot, when he had now accommodated the two angels in his house in Sodom. Before they had gone to bed, all the men from every part of the city of Sodom, both young and old, surrounded the house. They called to Lot, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us so that we can have sex with them. So then how are we to respond with all that we have had? I would like us to go back to Romans chapter 1, which actually talks about the crooks of the matter. And the matter is basically that we have refused to know God. And it is not only about the LGBT people. It's about all of us. Romans 1, 28 and 29 and 30 say, and I read, Furthermore, since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, he gave them over to a depraved mind to do what ought not to be done. 
That's verse 28. That happens to each and every one of us. When we refuse to know God, everyone who is an unbeliever, and even for us, when we fall down, the only thing is that we, we confess our sins and we get up. We get we our minds are, are given over to a depraved mind. And then verse 29 says what happens. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, verse 30, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents, verse 31. They are senseless, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Although they know God's righteous decree, that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do those very things, but also approve of those who practice them. So what am I saying? What I'm saying that is that we are all sinners. We are all sinners. It's only by the grace of God that we are where we are today. And so my dear brothers and sisters, how do we practically love and show Christ to the LGBT community by just thinking it is about any other sin? Don't look at them separately as anybody else. It is just like any other sin that you and I commit. They are not different. Even how you respond to a family member who is that in community, even about evangelizing to them. And the whole thing about whether it is spiritual or psychological, it is all about what not thinking putting God at the center of our lives about the choices that we make. Remember what I said yesterday, that our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. What we think shapes who we are. For as a man thinketh, so is he in his heart. So Proverbs 23 verse 7 tells us. So just think about that person like any other sin. Love covers a multitude of sins. That's what the Bible tells us. It is time for us to become aware of our unconscious bias. Let us pay attention to thoughts that just pop up that categorize people and assign a value either above or below where we think we are. God's love is the same for all people, regardless of race, gender, or stature. He he does not look at our outward appearance or worldly achievements. He only sees our spirit and our heart. John 15, 12 is our commandment, and it's the summary of the law. This is my commandment. You love one another as I have loved you. Conclusion. Let us remember John 3, 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, that is to condemn the LGBT, to condemn any other group that we think should be condemned. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Pray. Father, we come before you with hearts of thanksgiving and praise. We thank you for your word in season. Father, we pray that you give us new eyes to look at our brothers and sisters whom you have created in your image and be able to reach out to them with eyes of love, 
and not with eyes of our perception, but your perception, and your perception is only one. It's love. It does not condemn. So, Father, we pray that you renew our minds and that, Lord, indeed, as we face these situations where we are around these wonderful people, fill us with your love, so much love that covers a multitude of sin, and then we'll be able to reach them as we hear you speak to us and teach us how we need to speak to each and every single individual. Just the same way you spoke to us when you called us into your kingdom. You knew the language that each one of us needed. You also have a language for each individual who is involved in this sin. Father, come through for each one of us that truly we may may be your servants. We may not do as the world does, but we may do that which you have called us to do. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.